Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm your host, Russ Chevalier. Gordon's not with me today. I'd written a very different topic, and Gordon convinced me that it was possibly going to be seen as offensive and not well received. So since I respect him greatly, I dumped it in the virtual trash can and came up with a topic that I hope will be less blood pressure impactful. That means it was written really quickly, but I think it's relevant. For a lot of us, we've been using computer technology as a toolbox to support our creative efforts. Just as no one camera is better than another, because in reality, images and videos are produced by people, not tech. The computing platform you use should be the one that you're most comfortable with and for your own reasons. However, I do get asked with regularity. If I were starting out and buying a computer for my personal use and where I'd be using it to conduct my creative pursuits, what platform would I recommend? Despite some ups and downs, and frankly there were a few lost years in there, I continue to recommend the Apple Macintosh platform. I've worked in information technology in some form or another for over 40 years. I've built expertise in a variety of compute platforms. If we narrow that down to what we tend to call end-user computing with some specificity to computers for personal use as a creative, man, we're left with three primary options. The leader in business computing is Microsoft Windows. The current release, Windows 11, is the best version that Microsoft has ever done. My Microsoft experience goes back to the very first PCs running the MS-DOS operating system, and I was a developer and tester for Microsoft on Windows starting back in Windows 3. I was a very good tester. I was not a very good developer. I know the platform very well. Apple Macintosh has been the preference of creators for a very long time. And this has everything to do with the marketplace that the Macintosh was designed for and that its operating system would be bound to that hardware platform from day one. Now, the Mac is certainly not the first nor the only Apple computer, but it's the only one that remains since the start of the company. And it's the one where the hardware and the operating system are available only from the manufacturer. Linux is an incredibly powerful operating system that runs on multiple hardware platforms, but it hasn't attained a substantial footprint as an interactive operating system in the home other than for very technically oriented users. Perhaps more impactful on Linux is that commercial software builders, with the notable exception of Blackmagic Design, have not built Linux versions of their products. The episode, though, is not about operating systems or hardware. It's about the creative user and getting the most for your dollar. There is a perception that Macs cost more. While the gap between a quality Apple product and a quality PC product that comes from a similarly robust and reliable vendor has narrowed in price, you may still think that Macs are more expensive, and it could be so, if one only looked at the purchase price. More realistically, we look at the life cycle of a product, and what we find is that the average PC is replaced 
every 36 to 48 months, whereas the average Macintosh is replaced every 60 months or longer. I myself am a very demanding user, and I only replaced a 2015 laptop in 2022 and a 2013 desktop in 2023. Both of those original machines still work fine. My upgrades were only necessary because the current release of Mac OS would not run on the older hardware, and some third-party products required a current release. Now, this is no different for Windows users, although the Windows users tend to complain less because the data shows they've upgraded their hardware more frequently. Having done the math for many creatives, I find that at the low end, the costing is similar between a Macintosh and a PC running Windows 11. And at the high end, the user may get a longer life cycle and, hence, more value from a Macintosh. Now, while Microsoft has done a stellar job on their operating system, it's still not as simple as some might like. The reality is that most users don't want to delve into operating systems at all. They just want it to work with as little hassle and need for add-ons as possible. Now, unfortunately, many machine builders that make the machines turn them into poor performers because they load on a bunch of stuff that Microsoft doesn't put in Windows. We call this in IT cruft, and IT professionals will generate income from doing the hard work to remove all that junk so the customer's new Windows machine runs as expected. Mac OS has the creative in mind from the start. More than the operating system are all the applications that come at no extra cost. They're already installed, and they will get continual updates through the support lifecycle of the core Mac OS at no cost. For those with business needs, there are Pages, Numbers, and Keynote. These are Apple-developed and maintained applications that provide the functionality and file compatibility with Microsoft's flagship Office applications, Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. I am aware that many Mac buyers think that they must buy Office as well. It's not so, and often these excellent tools that folks already own are missed entirely. That's too bad. However, we're talking about the creative, and it is for the creative that the Macintosh platform natively excels. Apple Photos is not only a powerful photo album and photo library tool, but it also includes a massively powerful editing set of tools that will actually cover over 85% of the functionality of what one might find in a single subscription product, but at no additional cost. Apple Photos also fully integrates into the Apple ecosystem. So Photos on the Mac has transparent file synchronization with Photos on the iPhone or the iPad. Some folks wrongly believe that Android platforms don't work with Mac OS. This assumption is wrong. I cancel many users of Adobe's excellent Lightroom Classic product and in reality, the majority who are paying monthly for it just want to be able to see their images, be able to find them at some point in the future, and do some basic editing to them. All of that's already present in Apple Photos. It is, from my professional perspective, 
a much superior platform to Adobe's paid cloud tool, also confusingly called Adobe Lightroom. And Apple Photos comes free on the Mac. Some folks who are accustomed to much more complex products actually find Apple Photos to be challenging because it lacks complexity. I find that funny. While most seasoned photographers plug their ears and run away when they hear the word video, that's not the case at all with emerging and new creatives. Yeah, I mean younger folks. These people understand that photography and video are two very different disciplines, each with its own audience and deliverables. Mobile devices can capture excellent video, just as they do images. But editing video on a mobile device is inconvenient and even a bit limiting, predominantly due to the display size. The Macintosh platform includes a video editing and publishing tool called iMovie. It's the first tool that really got the whole idea of vertical video, and it's certainly the easiest video editing tool to use that I've encountered. Oh yeah, it comes included with the Macintosh. Now there are some who poo-poo iMovie, although some very basic investigation informs us that the denigrators have never used it or only launched it for a couple of minutes before deciding it was horrible. I confidently say, in my own personal experience as a videographer, editor, and producer, that if more folks spent more time with iMovie, and not a lot of time, most all of the video on the internet would be significantly better. I can and have cut, edited, produced, and published commercially used videos using only iMovie. Now, while this podcast is focused on photography and videography, I'd be doing the creative a great disservice by not mentioning the best, in my opinion and experience, for entry to mid-high level audio recording, editing, and mixing that's available as part of macOS and is called GarageBand. Like iMovie, the biggest haters have actually never tried it. It's amazingly simple to use and has all the tools most creatives will ever need to create, record, mix, and release musical or audio performances. You know, like a song or a podcast. There's no extra cost and the audio samples that are included free are as good, if not better, than sample packs costing hundreds of dollars. Where some creatives lose the track is in not trying these tools, instead leaping into expense and complexity, likely unnecessarily. There are excellent training materials for these tools from Apple, at no cost. And there's lots of excellent tutorial material on YouTube, and there are many independent providers who happily will share their expertise. Again, I've personally recorded, edited, mixed, and produced tracks for independent artists using only GarageBand, resulting with happy clients and happy listeners. As with anything, it's not about the gear. It's about the skill in using the tools. And photos, iMovie, and GarageBand get out of your way so you can build those skills. These are some of the reasons why I recommend the Mac system to new, emerging, and returning creatives. 
You can get a lot done right out of the box without spending one more dollar. And despite what a fine job Microsoft has done on Windows 11, that product does not include a business-grade word processor spreadsheet or presentation platform as part of the operating system. In that case, you have to go purchase, install, and maintain that separately. Windows 11 does have an okay Photos application, and a very complex and feature-limited video editor if you can even find it. There's no audio production suite in Windows natively at all. Frankly, the creative tools native in Windows do not come within leagues of the creative tools that come on every Macintosh. And that means if you want creative tools on a Windows platform, yeah, you got to go buy them. So, before you buy your next compute platform for your creative needs, take the time to consider a Mac system. Visit an Apple store if you can, and make an appointment with one of their staff for demos of the creative tools. Apple also offers free in-store sessions on these offerings. I've found that their folks are typically very well-trained, and they speak your language the way regular people understand it. You don't fall into a tech black hole. As always, thanks very much for listening. If you shop at BNH Photo Video, please do so through the links on the main page. It costs you nothing more and pays me a small commission that helps a lot. I'm Russ Chevalier, and until next time, peace.